0: Well, last night, I was at the Fresh Tracks oh. showcase ah. at New York Live Arts. Yeah. So that was just yesterday. That was the last show I went to. Perfect. Yeah. And it was it was a great evening. I'm so glad I went. Cool. Um, there were some really beautiful, sophisticated ideas happening. I'm excited about the artists uh, that I met you know, and being introduced to their work. Um, yeah. Yeah. I also, I did um, visit and do one of their, I can't remember what it was called necessarily, fundraising or fundraising and marketing, one of the workshops. Uh-huh. So I met the artist before, a few weeks ago. Um, but it's always that cool experience where you you know, you know meet the person and then all of a sudden you see this the, work the work. And yeah. it's so exciting, yeah.
1: Did you know them, bef- some of them, before None. us, no?
0: Yeah, no. There's always this moment, um, in see, I always have this moment in seeing Fresh Tracks, showings where you, ha- you have this moment of imagining the audition process. Because mm-hmm. I, I was on the, on the panel, served on the panel in like 2012, I believe. And as I'm watching the pieces, there's always this moment for me where like, I sit in the shoes and sort of see, you know, you can see certain motifs or I don't know, certain, I think actually in last year's Fresh Tracks, there was some like serious through lines in some of the work that I think even remained. Um, I went to the showing again afterward that happens mm-hmm. like, later on in the season. Um, and I felt like this year it was, um, and obviously it's a different panel every year, um, but it, it was really interesting. I feel like the pieces were very different from one another. There was a lot of divergent ideas going on, mm-hmm. um, and definitely a beautiful... Presentation of some com- like great comedy. Lisa Fagan's piece and Brendan Drake's piece oh. were really, really funny. Mm-hmm. What was I funny mean, about I had, I, I, uh, oh my gosh, there was a lot funny about them. And Lisa Fagan's work, um, there was a really gorgeous. there's a real commitment to the technique. It was uh, herself and her collaborator, and I don't remember um, her collaborator's name from the program. Don't worry, we'll cut that doing okay doing incredible um beautiful like giving some serious dance technique Mm -hmm. but exploring these really like minimal simple choices in the body but like really slamming out some gorgeous dance uh in a very specific set design i haven't gotten to the comedy part yet but the level like so the choices uh this was the part that i felt very sophisticated it's like a beautiful sense of sort of scale on stage and set on the stage very specific choices in the choreography that were happening and the piece was slowly getting funnier and funnier and how mm. they were interacting with the props that were on the stage how would you just give he'll... it you know it's always this thing is it a spoil do you give it away I... so, so we were talking mm-hmm. about dance sometimes because oh. it's like yeah. uh, I don't want to
2: perform it again soon
0: probably I, I would imagine
2: okay um, what was don't really give it away
0: yeah, yeah, I don't want to give it
2: away. <laughs> but wait, could you describe yeah. the technique?
0: Ah, uh, can I describe the, the movement technique? Yeah. Because mm.
2: you said it's very specific.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So, ooh, this will be an interesting thing to kind of unpack. I felt like I was watching an ability to really be on your leg. So, like there would be these gorgeous sort of minimal it was like this these minimalist choices of seeming like you were watching two women one was wearing um yellow jeans the other pink jeans and so like a yellow outfit pink outfit like just standing in a pedestrian position but then all of a sudden there'd be like uh, uh, passe you know in parallel develop with legs like either at 90 degrees or higher and like really just like maintaining that with like we're just standing here and <laughs> we're just in where nothing's really going on but yet no this leg is like up, you know what I mean and yeah. then it's like and then law so there, were, there was is playing with formalism so mm-hmm. it's like and then this long straight arm goes over here but we're going to blink our eyes look that way and then like Hand, hand it felt like there was reference to Cunningham to ballet it was like is that vogue it's not voguing but but yet it, it felt like relational and that like this one arm's gonna like curl curl there curl there and then mm-hmm. we're gonna walk and turn like it was very a very beautiful take on being able to express pretty complex, um, execute pretty complex things that yeah. were formal and technical, but with such a light, uh, a very um, light and kind of pedestrian, a tongue-in-cheek, there was like a lot of things yeah, going wow, on that these sense. two bodies were like navigating, um, and there were some gorgeous, like, I remember a lot of attitudes like happening, so all of a sudden like it was like a parallel, gorgeous attitude very beautiful, and they would, like, jump and land. Of course, I'm I'm injured right now, too, so I was looking at all kinds of things that, like, my knees can't accomplish <laughs> right now. You very, like, you know, aware they, of everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, mm, my knee couldn't do that right now. Mm, <laughs> my Achilles couldn't do that right now. Uh, so there, there was a lot of complexity, but also what I really love, the beginning of the duet um, is inside, the, the whole space was framed with these little... Uh, very small balloons that were filled with water, so they're inside a little box. And you know, the New York Live Arts stage is is pretty grand. Yeah, it's yeah, a big it's stage, so yeah. they were like in this little space. So yeah, and and I guess that part of like not giving it away was I love coming to something having no idea, idea. what's gonna happen, yeah. and then you really watch this you know complete mystery unfold. So. So, I feel like the comedy was how there's like uh, Lisa Fagan is navigating formalism and like performing in front of people and being sweet and being funny and being ridiculous and being bratty, but yet holding it all together in this very, I don't know, fine, fine way. Uh, so, and there was, you know, and then there was stuff that was much more blatant. Like, You know, you could like this is okay. This knows it's funny, and it's and it's doing it well.
2: Did you do a Fresh Tracks?
0: I did. Now I had an interesting situation where um, Hillary Clark and I—it was a collaboration—and in so I think this was in '09. Let's say, or was it in '08? When you were living together, or not? We were we living together. We had maybe started to be not living together because maybe she moved out at the time. I think it was right in the space of maybe started having not lived together. Yep. Because her uh, Hillary Kirk's partner, Eric Palmer, I think they had just moved in at that time. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it was like an overlapping. But in the same year, I, was, I got a studio series. And I think I got studio series first. And then we auditioned a collaborative piece. And we got it. But the stipulation was that my name couldn't be on it. Because contractually, you can't... You couldn't perform two things at the same time. Yeah, I couldn't be funded. Contractually, or legally, I guess, an artist could not be funded two times in one year with this certain, probably it was whatever, foundation money. Right. The foundation has... So
1: your name couldn't be... Yeah,
0: and so we agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, We agreed, okay, and they actually even said, for the rest of your life on your resume, you can say you were fresh tracks, but your name will not ever oh. be listed as a Fresh Tracks person. Wow. Yeah. And it, it, was, kind, it was a little intense. Yeah, that's kind of intense. I actually don't know if, uh, looking back, see, I don't know how things like that work, but I may have insisted allow us to audition this piece again. Like, maybe I would have, wouldn't have would have said we'll take the deal. Right. You know? I don't billing,
2: know. billing is important.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is important. And, and believe it or not, even though the the program stated clearly that it was a collaboration in all press. It was, you know, the press like yeah. latches on to, the, I, I learned a big lesson about stuff like that. And then both Hillary and I did. I think it was unfortunately ended up being a bit painful for, for us as friends and for our collaboration because um, I kind of got to see how the whole mechanism works oh. and like the press latched on to that it was. To the title. That it was uh, Hillary Clark, yeah. yeah. Even though it states clearly, it's a collaboration. Yeah, but you know,
2: they don't know what's happening. They don't
0: know what's happening so. exactly, and so, um, so yeah, it's kind of yeah. Um, so yeah, and so when you look down, like when you see like the name or whatever, my yeah, yeah not. Yeah, but but crazy. I but I participated in the mm-hmm. the whole you know the, the process the process the, the residency whole. program the whole thing you get.
1: Have you been into different panels?
0: Yeah, I yeah I think my very very first one was the MR Judson. How many
2: did did you have? A lot of applications. Oh my gosh, so many. (laughs) It's the same, right?
0: It's amazing. (laughs) You know what? MR is incredible. I'm always talking up MR because I believe the MR specific. It's such smart. They're doing smart things where. Uh, they're creating a situation that helps artists have their first time at stuff. Yeah, like that was my first panel situation, yeah. uh-huh. and being on a panel is the most you learn most about how to participate, like how to apply for things. Right, yeah. You, you can learn- see
2: what you want to see. Yes,
0: yeah. you learn it from the inside, and it's like, um, so I feel like you know, of course, all these institutions kind of work that way, but I feel like that one in particular really carves out a space uh, because there's so much they're prolific in all the programming they're doing. Yeah for dance constantly, every year, all the time.
1: But also, like, you question yourself, what is the criteria for you to, like, choose someone? Like, you're looking at all these, like, applications and videos, and, like, sometimes you see really, like, a lot of people, like, it's doing fun things, and, like, how do you decide? Like, sometimes. Oh, yeah. It's, like, so complex.
0: Oh, yeah. It can be very... I think think they're actually, in the end, I'm going to say... No, I feel like anyone involved in the arts is potentially pretty sensitive and empathic. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they care yeah. about the arts. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that it's only artists. But I feel like <laughs> for a lot of artists on these panels, I think it can be very painful. It's totally. hard. Yeah, because we all have been there. So. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's very, very hard. But that's also the learning of how it's hard, I think, has helped me to realize like there are ways you can make it easier as someone writing out an application or submitting the materials you're supposed to submit it's Like, how can you make this as easy as possible for the people mm-hmm. having to go through it and that's totally. something I feel like I learned in MR too mm-hmm.
2: I have a really hard time with applications that involve an audition mm. I feel like that's such a really intense thing to ask of an artist to bring themselves and all of the people they're working with to come and do something in front of a panel I was, once, <laughs> I was mm. once on the workup panel at Gibney and somebody flew from Texas to come and do a live audition.
0: Whoa.
2: It was so intense. Oh, the, the workup audition? Yeah. Wow. And I guess I understand that it's like, okay, maybe you have a better shot of getting the thing if you're in front of people and you can show them exactly what you're doing. But at the same time, I'm like, man, everybody's got like five jobs, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it's an interesting way to think about it. I've always yeah it's true. I mean, you know, the audition itself I've never it's something I've avoided. I've avoided making work that requires one. I've mm. avoided pretty successfully ever having to all. do one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah, it's It's like it's yeah.
1: it's a lot of you spend a you spend time and money and like it's like a lot of work to bring a piece somewhere. So it's like
0: I always and, think of yeah, the concept yeah. of a chore like an audition for your choreographer as a very interesting thing. Yeah. i never thought of it in a negative way. In fact, that's why I've always very much been supportive of Fresh Tracks because I've I didn't know about the workup that there was a live audition. But yeah, to I me, in my mind, how I've been framing it probably incorrectly is that Fresh Tracks is like a live audition for choreographers, yeah. and that it's so rare and that it's so awesome to yeah. have
2: you know to have the opportunity you to th- actually yeah. show your work. Don't you
1: think yeah. like APAP is sort of has a in a way it has this vibe of
0: audition a little bit like an audition vibe like maybe and maybe that's when it feels the grossest perhaps yeah. <laughs> i mean that's I, a, yeah. i've never done i've never done any of those where like you really paying i don't know any, any kind of stuff that i've done around apap time has been like showcases or a solo showcase that it happens to be happening during APAP, so it's a part of it, but it never feels like what I think some of what yeah. APAP is, is like you pay a little fee, like you have like your booth or whatever, you pay yeah. a little fee. Boots, yeah. I've never even been to that, I don't know what that's I've is been like.
2: inside of the booth because a friend of mine uh, let me borrow their badge, and... Oh my
0: god, there's a badge. Is it like a Jacob Javits or something? It's like, at what is... like
2: the Hyatt Hotel in Midtown.
0: Oh my gosh, wow
2: and it's amazing because it has literally nothing to do with dance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i feel like i went there there was somebody who had um ukulele album that they were selling next to you know like a travel company and probably not a travel company but you know like (laughs) every booth made no sense next to the other booth whoa and it was such a funny i imagine it's like some weird congruence of like uh convention culture and the performing arts you know? Yes. Yeah. It's Isn't like it doesn't you know, really work together. No. I said when you go to <laughs> these yes.
1: like fairs that, uh, like all these like fashion designers come and they have a booth and these and all these like buyers. Uh, American but who's like what presenters yeah.
2: like? I'm gonna spend some time going booth to booth to figure out who I should <laughs> present. So weird. Not weird. at you all. Know?
0: Yeah, perhaps yeah. is it all just a crazy waste of time for everyone? <laughs> or Nobody like... knows. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me tell you. I'll, I'll say something about it. this. Has been something that has really got me, and I've heard it. It's one of those, you know, it feels like an urban legend or something. But you hear that during pack, Presenters, <laughs> it's they like go. Santa Claus. Yeah, <laughs> presenters. They don't. They don't go out to your shows because they go drinking. They uh-huh. have this whole culture with yeah. each other where they skip stuff together. Mm. And so I heard that once, and then I heard it again and again yeah. and again. Like they
2: they have tickets to see shows. They don't go to see the shows. Yeah, so you just yeah. Go and have. A and them. then
0: I ha And then I started to experience a little bit, like actually, oh yeah, having a. Um, Having absolute like dialogue with someone, inviting them, getting them their comp. I'm yeah, doing yeah, some yeah. labor getting you your comp. Right. I got you your comp, I got this comp and that comp and they don't show up. And then if you you know, you're talking to a friend or you're like, Well, I didn't show up in a private comp and then they're like, oh. Well you know, they go out drinking with each other and they have their own there sleeping around. <laughs> oh my God, and, stop. and no, no. And <laughs> it's I, like no, obvious in our government no, or something. It
2: is and <laughs> so I, that's sort of I don't know. Maybe it's fun.
0: It's fun for the you know. This is no
2: So is that what we should be doing? We should. But that's why you get crashing their parties.
0: Yes, they're on vacation. No, okay. So but they get they get
1: paid to go to come to New York, spend like a week or two or something, hang out with with people that they don't (laughs) see.
0: Well, see, this is what's scary because when something is just a job for somebody, and this is what makes me think about that. Yeah. Right, your job has perks. And everyone feels absolutely entitled because maybe everybody's job sucks in some way. Totally. Right? I um, want that choreography job sucks at, at, at points. Um, so it's like they're entitled to this time where they can like slack off and actually just drink and have fun. Yeah. But can I tell you that I had my first panic attack? <laughs> Ever? So, yes. Wow. I had, I had a, what I can say is this was a panic attack and i actually thought i you know how you 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 frame a narrative around it i framed the narrative around this panic attack in one way uh i had just gotten my first it was a, it was a grant and it was a first like sort of one that was formidable the foundation for contemporary art grant and it was that this, something you applied for no, or you just got? i didn't apply for awesome. and that was the thing too like i still have no idea who was the angel that nominated me. I've heard a paragraph of the language they said about me, I'll never know who this person was. And I don't even know if it was, does that person do it and then the panel figures it out, I don't know. I don't know the process. But it was the awards, uh, not the awards ceremony, well it was like the welcome Mm -hmm. ceremony, it was the ceremony Mm. where you get to meet all each other and get celebrated and find out who you are and like have a moment. My first panic attack was the morning of that event and i have always so i always linked the panic attack to the grant like or to like this shift this moment in time it was on the subway it could have been a lot i mean okay so here's the deal it was in the morning it was on the subway to teach my morning class which i have found that it it's quite the most soul deadening part of my day is that morning commute <laughs> to Manhattan from Brooklyn, 8 a.m. Yeah. It's it's some serious stuff. pack trains. Yeah, yeah packed ideal. trains. So, yeah, a little bit of claustrophobia is kind trains of set in slow. for me. Trains going slow.
2: Stopping for all the other trains to go by. Yes. It gets very <laughs> okay. hot. On the
0: Q train, it gets very hot between Decalb and up. the train. Oh, totally. The train gets hotter at Decalb. I don't know why. I don't know oh, if it's the terrifying. elevation. Oh so yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, definitely, yeah. But, <laughs> but then... So all this time I'm thinking it was the grant, then I remembered, isn't this amazing how I feel like just things shift and the brain works. It took me months later to actually remember what was actually happening before the panic attack. I was having an angry monologue in my mind about APAP, about particularly (laughs) um, American Realness APAP and the situation I had. With presenters fucking off and going out and drinking and yeah. fucking around instead of coming to shows, yeah. and I, you know, a lot of my work has been based around the angry monologue, and I was, I was giving myself a good angry monologue that morning. Yeah. I, I was like, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm waiting and waiting, and I was churning out my uh-huh, <laughs> my, my yeah, inner yeah, monologue yeah, uh-huh. about this, getting myself so ramped up, and I had yeah. a panic attack. Thanks. So now I'm linking my panic attack to these damn presenters and they're <laughs> drinking, so it. stop drinking, stop fucking off during AFAP <laughs> yeah. and do your job. Because part of my angry monologue was... So this be, is it for the artist doing it. We his, are we it, are it at his, yeah. our wits' end. I, I often feel like I'm literally yeah. teetering on a dagger's edge. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I go one way or the other way, I'm literally going to be snapped in half. Like it. We are operating at this level. Yeah. And so when the people that we're supposed to be interacting with are fucking around, they don't
2: respect it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: They need but. to get down and do the nasty work. Show up and do the work because we're doing the work. so that's yeah that's what I, yeah, I agree I mean
2: they probably have no idea. I had no idea. I had, had my show in American Realness last January and it was so stressful and overwhelming that I it's been a year since I've felt comfortable working on something.
0: <laughs> oh my Lord.
2: it was hard. yeah and the idea that people wouldn't show up is like, okay not worth
0: it <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? it's so much more than not worth it's like you have to
1: so much wow. energy and afford like
2: you're
1: I mean yeah, I have been working energy. on things
2: but it's been I haven't been like full on pursuing like a new thing. But
1: uh, but also your your thing wasn't like like, a, like an excerpt of something you know you, no no you had like was, an
2: actual yeah I also went really hard on purpose mm-hmm. not realizing mm. you know it's my first big show so like yeah it's Pacing Good. yourself and like self care uh, and you're not at the top. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and you know, dancers the words we're lucky that we're so in our bodies that when those lessons come for us you know, come mm-hmm. to at us, we we have to really take them in and there's no choice. Yeah. Um, wow. You know and of course i love to also play devil's advocate but and i get it there's so many artists it must be i feel like i made a monologue about that as well that's just like <laughs> the desperation like a presenter must just be standing in front i forgot what it is it
1: is your <laughs> job you yeah. know that you're here for this you know but you're using this to come here to just have fun with your friends yeah yeah. You know, like in with artists that are giving a lot. I mean it's so hard to make work. It's it's like you have to take money out of your out of your your pocket, you you're working, you have other commitments, other and then you're like have performers that are sort of scheduling themselves to do this work and it just takes so much energy to put together a piece. You know, for someone to come here and just like not give a crap about it. Mm.
2: it's, it's yeah. It seems like so, you have to have like two channels of working. It's like you work on the piece within that world, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You put everything you can into it. And then the other side, you have to realize that nobody cares. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that you have to play the other game of like getting to know people and like explaining the work in ways that they seem interested in, and pretend that you're in the and same page as them. God, that it'll just translate in a way that gets you on the stage. Mm. Or the world. No, I yeah. agree with
0: you, and I think that yeah. work extends out into explaining it to the world. Yeah, you know, it's, true. it's you've yeah. got to. I think of this constantly. Like, a dancers can't in our own community we can't agree on what dance is, or like, right. you know, there's no, there's not yeah. agreement, and that's also fabulous. But it's like there's you know if you're yeah there's so much explaining and framing for even just to allow people to enter into yeah. it or care about it at so all so you
2: feel do you think there's space for for dance works that don't explain themselves do
0: is you know there space for them or
2: like do you think that's oh. a legitimate
0: oh yeah thing? I do Where like uh,
2: people go and they're like I don't this isn't expl- I have no idea what's going on and I don't feel connection to it because no one's giving me details and uh,
0: I'm you know? going to say that maybe I'm going to say a bad word but mark. I think there's a market for work like that yeah <laughs> you know so <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think there's a place for everything and so there's a market for work like that for sure um, and especially if it's hitting certain you know like the um, whatever uh, Questions or things it's tackling, or like current, and it fits in. You know, whatever. I, I think there is a space for work like that for sure.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and do
2: you enjoy seeing work like that? I,
0: I, I don't. I think that's a tricky question because I actually like all work that has an aspect of that in it. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, that's what makes it art and not something else. So to me, it's almost for me like a prerequisite of art mm-hmm. is that it it eludes like an, an easy. Uh, definition or there's right. some kind of ill ill-edgibility in it that is what makes it art and then we're all looking then at degrees of that and then some people take that to <laughs> some really really severe place mm-hmm. and yes I might although it depends I, I, I come to mm-hmm. things with a pretty yeah. open heart but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty bad as at so suffering w- in my chair
1: also <laughs> depends what is your <laughs> definition of enjoying um, work mm-hmm. you know because Enjoyment also leads to entertainment in a way, and not every work is entertaining, but you can enjoy it. Or what is this, what is your definition of enjoyment of a piece? Right. You know, because like not every piece is made to just be a joyful journey. You know,
2: mm-hmm. some people like noise shows, mm-hmm. where other people would find it extremely irritating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm at a place where I definitely prefer with very rigorous work where a lot, where the point of it is not a lot happening. Mm -hmm. I appreciate being able to change my position. I appreciate being able to move. Yeah, Like
2: leave the room or something. Leave the room, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Or if potentially it's in a more of a museum environment rather than a proscenium environment. Mm -hmm. And and with my injuries right now, I really, it's a real thing. Like my knees can't, uh, right now with the, the kind of arthritis stuff going on my knees can't stay 90 degree bent still for a while mm, right. So even just sitting in a lot of people's bodies like just sitting yeah. is not great So then if you add this layer of the T te- Some the tediousness of some work on top of that, you know, my SI joint is just gonna I, I, I literally just start having like yeah. a conniption in my chair
1: did you, did you start exploring with music with Starcraft Metal or you were doing music before? I
0: was doing all, uh, a lot, a long time before. Mm-hmm. I think my first, I learned um, when I had a Windows Dell in like 99, wow. 2000, I don't know, the Sonic Foundry Acid Music. Was the first editing program. Sonic Foundry was, Sonic I believe, Foundry. the name of Acid. the company, Acid. It was Acid 2.0, Acid 5.0, Acid 6.0. Acid. Yeah, That's Acid. So, yeah, the, and um, was definitely working with like so, the, the person I was assisting at the time was making like websites in Flash. And so oh, I was yeah. kind of learning... Yeah, and he was doing all this Photoshop and video stuff. And so I was learning the program um, from kind of assisting him. And then, of course, you know, as a dancer, like, to me, it, it was no different than ballet bar. It's like, if you can count out your freaking ballet bar, you can work yeah. an editing program. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. Because, yeah, you know, whole note, half note, bam, bam, ba-boom, boom, loop it, done. Yeah. Like, And I just took to it, like, literally immediately. That's great. And so... Always had this like present in my art, like making sound stuff, and then was putting it right into dance right away. Because even before that, I guess in college I was doing stuff with cassette tapes, yeah,
1: like
0: double cassettes. No. Yeah.
2: Wait, did too. you do? You, have yeah. you done performance? Um, I guess you wouldn't consider Yak as a band, would you?
0: Yeah, we call it a band. Oh.
2: Were you in a band before them? Like, did you ever do?
0: I are w- yeah the original band I was in at first was Are You Okay? the letters are, are you okay <laughs> and then and then just branched off on my own and I was pixel velez at the at the time that was like solo you went solo yeah I went solo <laughs> Um, and it was loads of sampling too, and you know I was definitely sampling stuff cutting up shredding up stuff sampling stuff Um, and then once I started choreography all of that work just started going into the choreography but it was always using editing programs first and then uh, after meeting John my husband John Then it started, I kind of got back to like the band concept with him. Mm -hmm. I I really wouldn't have done it otherwise. Like he was like, he was into it. He was ready. At this point now, he was working at uh, the Week magazine at the time. I think he was still, he was chief researcher um and he started to do he like discovered garage band uh-huh. so like during lunch or like after his deadline like all of a sudden he'd come home with like six songs six beats and stuff like that that's great so he the all the the first original album he did all the beats for and started pretty much the shell of all the songs and then i would edit you know co, co-edit them with mm-hmm. him and stuff like that um yeah, so we, we do consider ourselves a family band. Mm-hmm. It was only <laughs> after yeah, it was um, going to the Dance Web program. This was a nice pivot. This was a super pivotal moment for me because in Dance Web, dance uh, at impulse, dance webbers were invited to DJ. Any dance webber could like That's DJ right. some of the parties yeah. at the lounge. Wait, did you go to Dance Web? I did. Yeah, you did. Uh, in two
2: thousand and fifteen.
0: Okay, I went in twelve so oh my god we can talk about that potentially too so so i was like okay i'm i'm super stoked to dj and one of the other webbers um omar from he was from a country in africa i can't remember now if it was kenya or not maybe he was in you'll edit this <laughs> i don't remember what country he was like I was, like, he dj'd and i was like I really want to get into like potentially using a DJ program and not just doing a, a, a playlist yeah. on yeah. iTunes. No, yeah. yeah. And he was like free program, he was like virtual DJ, free program, boom. He sat down with me, I absorbed it. I was like Is that like,
2: where you match the beats and stuff? Or are you yeah. just kinda of train okay. yeah. yeah.
0: And so but after I discovered that, that was it for me. Well, first of all, I was like DJing is totally fun. I love it. Yeah. I'm into it. It was my first time ever DJing. And then I was like, you mean I don't have to sit at an editing program to make loops? I can make loops instantly. Yeah. And then, you know, and then make effects on them instantly. And then that was it. It was a part, it became completely a part of StarCraft Method. Because I was like, now we can mix me, I can mix anything live during a show. I don't have to pre-plan the soundscapes that I'm going to make. Did you have
2: a DJ name?
0: I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so then. I mean, now I'm LVJJ. Yeah. But uh,
2: I have.
1: LVJJ?
0: Yeah. For my name, LVJ. Uh-huh, yeah. and then LVJ <laughs> LVJJ. 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 Yeah, eventually they, there might be like a big vagina symbol or something. Uh-huh. Like. <laughs> and then did you, like you a perform
2: like your, your clarifierie at DanceWeb? Did you.
0: Well, we did the sharing of the work for each other. Yeah. The sharing of the work, and actually the sharing that I did, the piece that I did. Um, I gathered up as many of people's pairs of shoes that I could, and uh-huh. I tried this little conceptual experiment that I had, which has now become my piece of that just happened at Bushwick Star. Uh-huh. So I did a little bit of that just for the Webers, like in the studio, but hadn't performed otherwise. Ah, I think there was a couple of things. There was like Morton Spangberg's piece and Ivo Dimchev had a piece where people were invited in. I was a slow biker, man. I was really slow. And I think, like, I just got lost once. I almost made it to Evo team.
2: <laughs> you were like, literally slow on the bike and, like, everybody went off without you. Oh, everywhere. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> by the first day, I was always last. I-, I was always last in, like, the row of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not somebody that, like, feels this imperative to, like... First of all, catch up or do anything I don't want to do. (laughs) But I was a little bit like, fine, then I'm just going to go slow. You know, that's it. I'm not going to put myself in danger. I'm not going to go faster. I'm not going to make myself uncomfortable. Sorry. You know, so like I was always last in the line of like the bikes. But then one time, you know, it's like having to go between one thing to the other thing. Ivo Dimchev's rehearsal was somewhere where I'd never been and I just got lost and then I just never made it. (laughs) <laughs> to
2: the <rehearsal>. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so I
0: potentially it. would have been in some kind of piece. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: It just didn't work.
0: It didn't yeah. work. Yeah.
1: <laughs> when was the last time you auditioned for something?
0: Oh my gosh. Whoa. Oh. Hmm. Will I even be able to remember? I mean, I apply for things constantly so those kind of yeah. feel like auditions but, uh, but a live audition, holy. I literally can maybe only remember Two, I auditioned for Sam Kim at Bax years ago. A piece, and this was like I don't even remember. This was years ago, didn't get it. Thanks, Sam. <laughs> 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 um, and I auditioned for I believe there. This was a semi oh god, this is really funny. It was kind of a bra, I don't know, Broadway ish off Broadway, I don't remember. Who are those who was this what was the group? You might know this, Alex. The like was there like a collective in the sixties that were all on acid? They were called like the little
2: the... <laughs> Well they didn't think that I would know.
0: <laughs> I don't know, I feel like they're this really renegade they like this renegade collective of like in the Wait, 60s? happy pranksters, little pranksters, happy pranksters, there's there's some kind of like group it, Merry little pranksters. That uh, some, there's some kind of there's some kind of like guerrilla artistic group, and I think they were on acid the whole time. Always. And so somebody was making what I don't know why I'm thinking that you need to know. <laughs> so I feel like I, don't know, I feel like somehow you're you're plugged into the sort of counterculture history or something. Maybe uh, I'm. Maybe I like I'm... that idea. Not... Yeah. <laughs> I've never tried acid. I'm projecting before. this on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I feel like it was more so it was like. Um, just sort of this different, sort of different way of, of living. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the acid was a potentially part of it, but it, it wasn't the drug. But aspect. they were
2: living together, making work.
0: I think they were. Well, this is gonna okay. So this is gonna show my my bad memory and my okay. bad history. I think they were. My my imagination is like they lived in like a little van. They traveled. They yeah, were, were collective. They Let's were... just
2: imagine that. That's.
0: A, <laughs> I think true. I think they're called Merry Little Pranks. Just of course okay. I'm gonna. The moment I leave here, it's, I'm gonna know or like GTS it no. But so there was a musical being created about this group, and I believe, it was either Larry. I, who was the person who drew me into this audition? It was either, it must have been through Larry Kegwin because I knew some, mm. when Kegwin used to have Kegwit Larry Kegwin used to have yeah. Kegwin Cabaret. They were like, You're a weirdo, you're zany, you totally improvise, you're going to be great for this thing. Go to this audition. And it was definitely more of a commercial thing. I don't know if it was Broadway or off Broadway. I don't remember. So I went and I believe that I went. And did I forget to wear my contacts? There was something happened where like, I either did not have contacts at the time, like I'd run out and didn't have them. I, you know, and I wear glasses, but when I perform, I put on my contacts. Uh This room was huge. (laughs) So like we're in this room and essentially, I think this is why they asked, you know, the folks who like brought me to it. I think Mark Dendy may have had a part. The room was so long. It was like literally a gymnasium. My, Mm -hmm. My memory of it was like a gymnasium. And so I'm sitting on this table, and there's like seven of seven of us, like groups of like seven, and it's pretty much like, okay, we're going to begin. You know who these folks are? Go wild, meaning like just like basically act, act a fool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. and but I think they may have asked us to go one at a time or something. Whatever it was, clearly I needed to have my glasses on because yeah. they had told me to go, and I didn't know. Oh, because <laughs> so, they were
2: like they were like motioning to you.
0: Yes. Like... <laughs> yes! Was that I'm staring at them, so they kind of Uh, thought that I was doing it on purpose, and I was having this whole like, or maybe potentially like artistic kind of like butoh moment with or something. Because clearly they signaled me to go, and I'm staring. I I was like squinting, staring for a really long time because I didn't know it was me, and I'm waiting for what's going on. I can't see, and then eventually they're like. Are you going to do anything? Whatever it was. And then I think even one of the auditions was like, you're supposed to go. And I was like, I'm so sorry I didn't see you. Like, I can't see you. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. And then, of course, then after that, it's like, boing! You know, I fly off. Whatever it was, it was really like a scene. It was...
2: And that was the last time you auditioned? Yeah. I think
0: I auditioned for those two things. I don't don't audition. That's great. It's probably the reason I... I self defined as a maker and I was like, that's that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was like, no, thank you. See,
1: auditions can be very weird. When you're like a, a young dancer, you sometimes go to any audition not knowing
2: what, what it that is. Was, yeah, that was mm. my, that was when I first moved to New York. I was just like, please, someone tell me I'm like a good dancer that oh. was why i went to auditions
0: oh gosh it's terrible oh that's awful. all but
2: also, like, why, yeah I you
1: don't you don't really
2: understand
1: that. like I know. some people is looking for very specific things and yeah. it doesn't mean that you're not a good dancer but like it makes you feel that way anyways but yeah well was, there's like yeah. there's this
2: narrative well i don't know i'm from a small town in ohio so the whole idea was like you know you move to new york and if you're good enough if you could like if you have what it takes you mm-hmm. can be successful and if you don't have what it takes you can't be successful It was kind of the
0: mm. mental narrative that i was going
2: with so like a lot of auditions were not about like do i even want to be in this do i even know who i'm auditioning for like what's going mm. on wow and it wasn't until later that i was like oh this is like really toxic
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, I learned, you know, thankfully, I feel like I got here a little later in terms of when I went to school. Hillary Clark, my dear friend, was already here. I feel like she got me hip to a lot of stuff right away. She was just nice. like, don't, don't okay. even, <laughs> you, you know, she was a little bit like, don't take class. Yeah. We're, you know, so we rented rehearsal <laughs> space together and improvised. It was like, we're going to be, and I, and I agreed with that. She's like, we're going to be a lot better off. Yes. Being in here doing our own work and yeah. getting ourselves together. Mentally, rather than physically, going out. professionally, yes. totally. And then I feel like she was very much the one who even said to me, like, in this world we're in, in this type of work, which would yeah. be the work you'd want to be yeah. in, no one's auditioning for anything. Yeah. She was kind of like, you go, you maybe take class with me, you take class. Mm-hmm. Actually, she at one point even did say to me, she's like, Larissa, if you just took a couple release classes and just got like a little bit of a look Okay. Uh-huh. And I was a little like. A little bit of a I was like. That's not real. Nah. That was yeah. one piece of advice I didn't take. I was like, you know what? Fuck that. <laughs> no, I don't want to be neutral or I don't want to be yeah. like... Because also, right after school, I went to ballroom school. So I also had all this bizarre... Like, I really did have some really bizarre mannerisms that actually came from this hyper, hyper ballroom world, which was great. I still have them on me. I love yeah, it. It's definitely
1: been, I can see, yeah, definitely. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can definitely see it. You can see it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah,
0: so... Uh, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna wait, make a world where I can keep all those yeah, things. I Maybe mean, yeah, I'm gonna make a world yeah, where yeah, I can push exactly. those things even further. That's private. the whole point, right? Yeah.
1: That's, that's what I, I think. Like, when you come to New York and you've been here after a while, you realize that this city is it's like a laboratory. <laughs> you come here to experiment, not really trying to fit, but also like, make, make this place your own.
0: Yeah. yeah and you know getting back then to the institutions we were talking about in a way thankfully there is a ro- there, is, there are these institutions that are like we, we want to help and support dancers and makers who are making their own way that they mm-hmm. don't have to do this other crap which yeah. is like go and randomly try and fit yourself into this yeah, mold no.
2: can I ask a question mm-hmm. do you believe in aliens
0: um, oh yeah, I do. In fact, it's been a yeah. I I mean yeah, I don't know what the heck they look like, but I love the concept. And actually, to me, just believing in the concept is very important because I feel like it's it puts in perspective to me the stupid human fight, the infighting we all have. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, what's all this is so silly? Because when the aliens come, we're all gonna be friends, okay? sure you know and i actually love thinking about it and i love thinking about them just like ripping our heads off and stuff because they might be actually awesome too and all and, all and, yeah. be like, yeah. i can't believe i fought you? with you no exactly it's <laughs>
1: extremely interesting how will we communicate you know because oh, like oh. you could say, i don't know probably we look the same and we don't know about it and probably we are completely different uh-huh. and have yeah, different, yeah. completely different <gasps> codes of interaction or. Of of understanding of reality probably they're like they don't give a crap about or our system you know we realize oh we're being very stupid of like creating all this complex system that we strangle for money and for
2: grants (laughs) (laughs) but it's kind of nuts that none of it it's crazy to me that like no one person controls whatever is going on Uh i mean that's very obvious but Uh like (laughs) the idea that like everyone is sort of born and they're like oh this is all this stuff that here that was like left over from the other people and you just sort of like navigated, and then you're like bye
0: oh no yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. it's a crazy thing to think about it's why you can so it's like you can be an automatic Pilot in your life, yeah.
1: totally, and
0: it's really nice when that isn't happening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you actually when you realize, but that's the thing. Like when you think yeah. about
1: aliens, makes you also realize that this is virtual reality in a way how mm-hmm. we live. You know, because we don't have to do all the things that we do, living mm-hmm. the way that we live. It's like another. We didn't create all. All of this ourselves. You know, we just happen to be born in a situation that was made that came from before Mm. so it's like it's like virtual reality really it's like we can still be alive and be people without doing all those things you know all the responsibilities that we have to deal with every day
0: Mm. it reminds me of that one of the newer movies about the alien encounters the one with amy adams i just saw it it recently it It starts with an a i feel like the name of the movie i can't remember
1: where is it the um, or maybe her
2: like ascension or something
1: no a no one. revival no re, re re something the the one that tries to communicate yes it's uh, a
0: one should we revival should, right now re,
1: no don't google it don't google it okay? <laughs> so it's but, like it's like contact with yes, Julie it's not like the same my movie, movie. But favorite <laughs> yeah. movie
0: for so long. but this movie I love okay spoiler I'm giving away a little spoiler kind of but my favorite thing about it is is the the alien's have that really lovely concept of time, which is totally. not linear. Yeah. And I, I really feel like stuff like that's kind of like... I, I imagine they... I don't know. I just can't even imagine. And that's what I like, mm-hmm. too.
2: It's such a way... It's a funny way that how in the show... The idea that time isn't linear is, like, the healer of all things. (gasps) You know, like, everyone's like, oh, everything's fine. Because all time exists at the same time. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) I don't know. It's it's strange. I feel like there must be even more stressful... Problems when time exists all at once. You know that they don't really. But that's how you movie. also can look at. You know, I, it's potential. Yeah. It's
0: if that is true. But some of the most special things, some of the rightest things that have happened in my life, I don't know how directly they're related to that. Mm-hmm. But they do feel like I don't know. I've experienced sometimes signs or things converging to the point where I'm like this. Is the right thing. To, I've made uh-huh. the right choice, yeah. and it. But things that are outside of my control are like all like happened there. Yeah, and I think that's related to that feeling. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you
2: had known beforehand, you mean, or oh, is that no, it's, it's
0: yeah, or it's kind of like why would all of those other things coincide with my moment of such clarity mm-hmm. if it, it wasn't in direct relation to those other things that uh-huh. are not related mm-hmm. to that clarity either, which means that that. That organization or that equation has been predetermined Like, it's the alignment has already happened. Of course, it can happen backwards in time and forwards in time. Or, like, that gorgeous, I feel like there's a really beautiful, or spoken about by the Swami Maya Titananda, uh, and it, it's like the right decision you make helps seven generations before you and seven generations after Mm -hmm. you know and it's like that same thing it's like it's 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 not separate and it's part of a continuum that's like exists this way yeah that
1: what you did uh what you're doing today probably is attached to something that you did in the past like if you don't do it if you don't do it today probably in the past would have been completely different
0: or or not are like kind of that but almost mm-hmm. more like the beautiful seed of something from your let's say for me I'll think of like grandma and grandma's grandma the mm-hmm. seed of a desire that maybe wasn't fulfilled mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. lifetime yeah. is springing about I in see. me mm-hmm. here yeah. and it is going to create generations this way right or and in, and in case, for my case since maybe if I don't have children Uh, It won't be. It can be the people's lives that I touch forward in time. Maybe not my offspring. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's that. This and they are not Mm -hmm. separate. They're they're the same material. Like the desire of generations past of my grandmother's grandmother's grandmother' desire for something. It manifests in me. They're not. They're actually the same thing.